So today we're going to talk about stand your ground. Amen. Stand your ground. I can only preach where I've been. I can only preach what I know. I heard a, a preacher say that many years ago. And and she said, well, okay, it was my sister. And she <laughs> And she told me. She said, you can only preach as far as you go. Amen. Amen. If you don't experience it, you don't really know it. And so um, I'm preaching there. I'm starting there. So many times God told me to stand your ground. I would go to him and say, well, God, why this and why that? You know how we say, why me? Why this? Why everything? I should have took the short route, the easy route. But, you know, there's something to obedience. You must be obedient to God. Even if it, it's going to cost you something. Obedience costs. And so I was obedient to God by not taking surgery. And it's paying off for me. It's been a long, tough road. Amen. But God made it so easy and he's making it every day. It's easier and easier. And so I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. But stand your ground. Hallelujah. Stand your ground. What does that mean? It means don't lay down and let the devil run over you. No matter what situation you're in. No matter what it's going to cost you. You must fight the devil. Amen. Now this is the thing. The devil is a defeated foe. He's already defeated. God has already done what he's going to do for you and me. It's up to us, amen, to make the devil take his hands off of us and leave us alone. Amen. And so we have to stand in faith, number one. Stand in hope. Stand in anticipation. And I know sometimes that's hard to do. But every day that you wake up, you say, today is going to be my day. Amen. Sometimes I knew it wasn't in my heart. Well, in my mind, I'll put it like that. I knew it might not be my day. But I said it anyway. Amen. I stood on the word anyway. Because you can have doubt in your mind and faith in your heart. Amen. And I'm so glad Kenneth Hagin taught me that because I didn't know that. See, I'm from a Baptist background, and everything is white and black or black and white. But I learned that you can have faith in your heart, but in your head, your head is telling you something totally different. Amen. And so what you have to do is make a choice in what you are going to believe. We have free will. And God is saying, make a choice. It's like, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Well, it's like this. Make a decision on what you're going to believe and stick with that. Make a decision what you're going to believe. Well, I'm telling you, I just decided that I'm going to believe the word of God. In other words, all you're doing is act like the Bible is true. (laughs) It's real simple. After all of these months of... What am, what's going on, God? What do I do? And how? Act like, he told me, act like the Bible is true. I said, oh, is that all? 
It's as simple as that. Act like after going all around and around. Because we do that sometimes. Amen. We're looking for something new and something. We're looking for a new and different answer. But there is none. God is going to give you the same answer. Amen. To some problems. Because you already know the answer. I already knew the answer. Amen. And so God is, is there for us. He's never going to leave us. He's going to do, he's all, listen, he's already done everything that he's going to do. So when you say when God win, he's going to tell you, I've already done it. Amen. In other words, it's like this. When I was thinking about, uh, standing your ground all week, uh, for two weeks, a week and a half. And the Lord was showing me, he said, it's a fixed fight. It, you know, the battle's already been won. All you have to do is decide where you fit in and jump in and do your part. Amen. And so it's a fixed fight. Amen. Now, when you listen to the devil, you're, how can I put it? You're relinquishing your trophy, so to speak. In other words, you're putting your victory on the line saying, well, maybe I don't want that. Does that make sense? So when you listen to the devil, he's just trying to push you further and further away from your victory. So you have to fight the thoughts that's in your mind. That thing that says it's never going to happen. Or see, I told you. it was. See, you can't listen to your mind. Your mind is always going to line up with the natural, not the supernatural. So in other words, you have to act like you just stone crazy and believe <laughs> believe the word of God. Amen? Because it's already done. If we can wrap our, our uh, minds around it's already done. And see, my problem was I was going by how I felt. Well, if it's already done, why why do I have a pain or what? You know. But see, um, Abraham, God would always throw Abraham up in my face. He considered not. He cons- and I said, I know. I would tell God sometimes. Oh, I know. I know. He considered not his own body. And he said, That's right. And so there is a way. That you can ignore the pains or whatever's going on in your body. There is a way. I read um, a, cha- a couple chapters in, in uh, what's her name? It's, uh, it's not Catherine Kuhlman. It's, uh, I can't think of her name. Li- thank you. Lillian Yeoman's, oh, that, that book became my best friend in the beginning. And I remember, and this is the sad part, I already had the book for like 20 years, maybe 15 years. I had that book, never read it, read a few lines. But when you get desperate, you pull out whatever you have to pull out. And so I was reading in chapter 6, and I remember, (laughs) and uh, she was saying that there is a way that you can... uh, Consider not while going through surgery after surgery, just terrible pain. But see, there's a mindset that you have to find. I'm just, you gotta find it because it's not visible or it won't just come up to you and say, hey, hey, here I am. I don't think it may, but it didn't do me like that. But there is a way 
that you can consider not because Abraham did it. He did not consider his 90-year-old body. I don't know how I'm going to do that at 90, but I'm going to find a way, okay? (laughs) I'm going to find a way, okay? And he considered not his own body being 90 years old and then 100 years old. It took 20 years for him to accept this blessing from God because it looked so hard. But, you know, the more you go and the more you know, the more you believe. And so he, this has nothing to do, well, I guess it does have something to do with standing your ground, but I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> but he considered not, and I, I, I told myself there must be a way, but I don't think I can find it because this is not, this is painful. But God showed me how it did, it didn't happen overnight, but it, it's possible. And there, and then another thing is possible for you to ignore your surroundings while going through. You can ignore your surroundings. See, where you are is your reality. Or I'll put it like this, where God has you is your reality. Amen? And so what you have to do is find that place in God. Find that place. Because it's there. But you have to find it. And find your place in God. And he'll minister to you. He'll teach you. He'll strengthen you. He, he'll bless you. He'll, he'll heal you and, and just do all, all these other things that you need. He'll sustain you. And God is just a good God. Amen. He's so good. In spite of your troubles. In spite of, uh, financial problems. In spite of whatever it is that you are going through. Jesus is your answer. Amen. So you can stand your ground when the devil is trying to put so much pain on you and say, see, you're not healed. You can say, I resist you, Satan, in Jesus' name. You're a liar. And you keep going. You know, someone was saying that childlike faith can heal you of anything, but not all the time. It's good to have it, but... The centurion, God told him, you have great faith. See, it's all kind of faith. You can't just fall on one faith. You understand what I'm saying? There's all kind of faith. And so you just find the one that suits you, the one that you can handle. Amen. That's what we need to be told. We need to be told that God will meet you where you are. And he'll use your faith because we all have the measure of faith. And so we can, God will get you where you need to be with whatever faith you have. You know, it, whether it's childlike, great faith, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever you offer God, he'll use it because he's given us the measure. In other words, we have faith to move mountains. He's given us enough. So it doesn't matter what label you put on it. You just use your faith the best way you can, and God will see you through because it's a fixed fight. I'm telling you, it's already done. All you have to do is find out where you fit in this equation and go for it and stand. Stand on the Word of God. Stand on the promises. Amen. So maybe I'll just uh, tell you to turn to Ephesians 6.10. Hallelujah. Take a bold stand. 
against the devil. See, when you take a stand and your ground, you take a bold stand against the devil and what he is suggesting. Because he speaks to your mind. He's trying to get into your heart. But guess what? When you're born again, he cannot do that. He can't do it. Amen. He can make you think you're done. It's like when you mess up. The devil can make you think you can't get forgiveness. He'll make you think you're the worst person in the world. He'll make you think, just feel bad and don't know how to move on. You know how it's easy for somebody else to tell you, let's just move on. And you say in your mind, it's not that easy. And it's not. But God will see you through. Amen. You're never stuck in condemnation. Don't let the devil condemn you for doing wrong things. Just repent and stop doing them. Amen. And keep moving with God. It's that easy. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. It's that easy. Just change how you think. See, everything that we do is based on how you think. Amen. So change how you think. Hallelujah. And when you change how you think, you'll stop doing things that's not pleasing to God. Hallelujah. So we need to understand some things. Number one, understand that this is a spiritual war. It is not a natural war. So if this is a spiritual war, then why do we use natural weapons? The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God by the pulling down of strongholds. They're mighty through God. They're not mighty through our strength or through our knowing or through what sister so-and-so told you or what your pastor said. you got to know these things for yourself. Amen. And it's nothing wrong with learning. It's nothing wrong with not knowing. But be willing and open to learn. Because we don't, none of us know everything. Amen. I've laid hands on so many people and they got healed. And I didn't. You understand? Until I understood some things with God. And when I start to understand some things, then I received my healing. But you you have to um, stay with God and don't stay with this stuff that we used to do or used to know a long time ago. Because guess what? That don't work no more. It does not work anymore. God is sharpening his tools. He's sharpening his weapons. His spear of, uh, how can I put it? His spear of, of uh, battle. I don't know. His his spear of victory, I'll put it like that, is being sharpened. So you in other words, you're gonna have to know something different than what we knew ten years ago to fight the devil. Because God is umping up the ante, if you understand what I'm saying. There's so much more to this warfare. And so we have to uh be honed and go through the process for greater victories. And so, in other words, God is doing a work in us. That's what I was saying <laughs> with all that other stuff. God is doing a work in us. And so what you need to do is be present. Amen. Go to class. 
In other words, be present with God. And don't miss any of your personal sessions with him. This has got nothing to do with anybody else. This is about you and God. And you be present for every session that you and God is supposed to have. And he will show you how to sharpen your weapon so that the bow of steel is broken in your arms. So that you'll go out and slay the enemy and shoot and don't miss the the mark. Amen. And slay the enemy because you have it inside of you already. It's what we've been doing for 30 years. It's just that things are changing because... If you look at TV and you do anything, you look at wherever, Facebook, and we fighting a totally different devil. He is meaner, evil, more evil, uglier, low down, dirty, and he don't mind killing kids. Amen? He doesn't care. They don't get too young. He'll kill them in the womb doing it already. And so what we need to do, how do we expect to go and fight a, a good warfare if the, the plans changed? Yes, yes. Amen. Or I should say the rules. Because the devil doesn't have any limits. Amen. And I'm not trying to give him any props. I'm just telling you the truth. And so what we need to do is pay special attention to God. Allow him to work on the inside of you. Do a complete and thorough work. So that we can slay him at all cost. Amen. And it's not going to be a thing where it's a big deal. Oh, I, I beat the devil up. I hit him where it hurt. It's like I bind you and I break your power in Jesus' name. Go. You evil, foul spirit. And you keep on shopping. You know, kind of like that. And so it's going to be second nature. It already should be. But we're fighting kind of like a different battle. It's not anything new. It's just a, 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 a meaner. You know why the devil is meaner and evil, more evil? Because his time is short. <clears throat> Last days. People like to talk about the last days, but they really don't understand what that means. That means you got to get tougher. Amen. You got to be present. Amen. Because we're all being enlisted again. Amen. Into the army of the Lord. And this time, your, I just say your beret is going to be a little, that, that tip on it is a little sharper. Be careful you don't cut yourself. <laughs> you, you, some of you all will get that in a little bit but be careful you don't cut yourself amen you must learn how to use the weapons of war hallelujah and you can't do it playing games you cannot do it fighting it, the it, people in the natural because this is a spiritual fight and it's not a natural, in other words, our natural weapons cannot take down this spiritual, these spiritual forces. Because that's what they are. They're spiritual forces. And they are afraid of us 
with let's just talk. They're afraid of you and they're afraid of me. So Satan is banking on you not knowing the process or not going through the process so that you can win the war. Amen. I was listening. Um, I've heard this story so many times, but I like to tell it because I tell it wrong every time. So just bear with me. <laughs> I might not tell it right this time, but it's okay. But I, some of you remember that story about them devils that sitting on somebody's shoulder or whatever. And they were saying, uh, what's, what, 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 they were making some, yeah, Brother Hagen. And he was saying that this little imp, well, well, he made a noise like they make, but whatever. But anyway, he said he turned around and he had this dream or this vision. And he and one of his preacher friends were, uh, confronted with these two lions or yeah I think it was two lions or tigers might have been a bear oh my I don't know I tell the story different every time <laughs> but anyway they were being pursued by these two really they were demons and they were so big and ferocious his friend ran and left left him and he was running and he saw he couldn't outrun him so he said he just turned around and, and spoke to them and he said, you get away from here. You get it, get out of here in, Je- in Jesus' name or in the name of the Lord. And he said, well, turn around, little monkey just screaming. And they ran away. He said they like to knock him down running. Well, see, that's a great, uh, de- what is it, depiction Oops. of how it really is. The devil, he sells wolf tickets, but they work if you don't know any better. If you don't know that he has no authority. See, he he is the God of this world. He rules this world. Well, he tries it anyway. Because of Adam, thanks Adam. You know, he said that woman you gave me and all of this stuff. But he was responsible and he decided to walk off and give Satan his power and satan became the ruler or the god of this world adam used to be and he gave that up so anyway satan knows that he rule and reign this world and he knows that his time is short he knows exactly how long he has because he i think it's in john uh first john five where it may be where he said um Remember the the two guys that Jesus passed? They were demon-possessed. And he was going to cast those devils out of them. And and there was a herd of pigs. And they said, let us go in there. And the pigs didn't know that the pigs were going to fall down this, this cliff. But he says, they said... What's important is what they said to Jesus. Why you come and messing with us? It is not yet time. That's what got me. See, they, the Satan knows what time it is. Do you? Cause he knows what time it is. He knew that it was not yet his time. So he says, let's, let us go into those pigs cause we don't cast us out. So the devil knows that you have more power than because if say if if Jesus can cast out a devil, so can you. He's relinquished that power to us. So he we can do the same thing that 
he does and the Bible says we would do greater works. Not more powerful works, but greater works in number because there are many of us. And so we would do greater works. And so uh, they they rather go in those pigs because they would live in something. They did they didn't want to be cast out and annihilated because they knew their time was not up on earth. So that's proof that the devil is the god of this world. He is. In other words, he has the legal right to be here, but he doesn't have authority. Over you and me. He just has a legal right to be here. And fool whoever he can fool. Weak flesh. Amen. But he does not have authority. Over me and you. He knows that too. But he's banking on you not knowing it. Amen. Because what you don't know. Will hurt you. Amen. What you know. Can save you. Amen. If you are are uh, fighting symptoms and you think to yourself they won't go away, let me give you a little tip. Just keep fighting them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you why. Because Satan is getting knocked every time you resist him. Every time you say, I break your power, I resist you, Satan, in Jesus' name, he's getting a headache. Yeah. He's getting weaker and weaker in your life. But he's not going to tell you that. It's going to look like he's getting stronger and stronger. But he is getting, see, some things you just have to receive from God and know and understand and be good with that. Amen. Or in, in, uh, little Howard's world, you should be straight on that. What do, what would you call it? I don't know. Rapper's world. You you got to be straight on some things, you know, and you have to receive it with gladness and know that it's working, even though it don't feel like it. You are healed, even though you don't feel it, even though you, you know, get weak, you healed anyway. And the more you say it, the more you'll see it. The less you say it, the less you may see it for a season. Because at some point, God just get tired of you and say, go on, be healed. <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> but, you know, when you, 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 you know, in self-pity and, uh, you know. But you have to, some things you're just going to have to take God's word for it. You are healed, no matter what it looked like. You are healed no matter how you feel. You are healed. You receive it with gladness. You receive it even though it don't look like it. Your bills are paid. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, where's the money? It ain't in the bank. I don't know. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. God will take someone that you don't even know. And tell them to bless you. It happened to me not long ago. And I said, wow, God does love me. He, he kind of liked me after all. <laughs> you know, somebody you don't really know personally. 
And they'll bless you when God tell them to because God wants to prove himself to you. Amen. And thank God for people who obey him. Because it's easy to stick that money back in your pocket and say, I got bills to pay. You know. But thank God for those people who obey God, who love people who obey God, love God. If you don't obey him, you either don't love him or you love him, but you knuckleheaded. But God's going to take care of that. All right. You won't be for long. Amen. But we have to understand this is a serious, a a spiritual fight. This war is a spiritual war. So you can't fight in your own strength because carnal weapons have no power in a spiritual fight. Duh. It's real simple. Amen. And so we have to trust what God is doing. Fighting in the natural will cause you to throw the fight. That's what I was trying to say. Amen. It's like this. Don't trust yourself. Trust in God. Trust in what God is doing on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. We've all done it. Where we get in the flesh. You know, get it. In other words, get in our natural thinking. And then you want to do something to launch an attack on the enemy and it doesn't work. And then you get upset and wonder why it didn't work because that didn't come from the spiritual side. That came from your flesh. Amen. And so you have to be smart enough to finally understand because if you keep on, you'll get tired of fighting in the natural. You ever felt just tired and weary? You know, because you say, I'm tired. That's because you've been wearing yourself out. I've done it so many times. And then I tell God, I'm not going to do that no more. And then next week I do it again. (laughs) But at some point you get wise to yourself. You know, we are our biggest problem. Amen. And so at some point, praise God, we start to listen to him. Amen. And and leave the weariness alone because fighting in the natural will make you weary. Amen. And then you drop back and just start listening, just start living in the natural realm, period, period. You stop praying in tongues. You stop reading your word. You get real bad when these natural tricks don't work. You know what I'm saying? Because we get weary. Amen. And so victory seems lost. And you start to say, well, what am I going to do now? You're going to start all over again. You're going to repent and get back in the fight. Amen. Hallelujah. And put on his whole armor. The Bible says his whole armor. See, we try to make it with one or two pieces. But you need the whole armor of God. Amen. Well, you know, I put, I did that helmet thing and breastplate of righteousness. I did all that. Well, you know, did you put on the whole, were your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, you got to walk right. Amen. You got to walk right. All right. Ephesians 6.10. Enough. Enough of me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.10. And it starts out, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not your one. His might. Amen. 
Hallelujah. In other words, you, you walk in what's been delegated to you by God. Amen. Because see, it's all in knowing who the force is behind you. See, if it's just you, then the devil ain't shaking and quaking. But if, if that, that force behind your declarations, then the devil is scared. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you got to make sure the force behind what you say is God. How do you do that? By only quoting his word. Amen. Yep, scripture. And and I give him the number where he can go and find it. <laughs> That's in Galatians 3.13. Go look it up. See, we got to start being smart. Amen. So you give him everything so that he can go look it up and and get scared of you amen that's what power and authority see someone that's in authority knows you you know who the power is behind your declarations you know where that scripture is you know what scripture you standing on you know uh uh, (laughs) i'm gonna just tell one more story and i may get that wrong too but it's okay um kenneth hagan was saying some guy in his church was telling him what he was doing to the devil or he was fighting his good uh, fight of faith. And uh, Kenneth said, well, what, what scripture are you standing on? He said, uh, he said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. And I, I can remember times when I could say that too. I don't know. I didn't know you had to stand on a scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. But you have to, you have to know number one, and this is just me, know your opposition, where that, that opposing pressure is coming from. Cause it's gonna look like it's coming from <clears throat> man. And it's not, it's coming from the devil. He is your biggest enemy. Amen. He's really your only enemy. And so you have to know who your enemy is. And number two, you got to know what scripture is supporting what you believe in God for. You ever heard somebody say, pray for me? And you say, about what? And then they don't want to tell you. Well, how are you going to pray for somebody you don't know what is so, it's crazy. Because when you pray for somebody, what they really want is agreement. How can you, the Bible says, how can two walk unless they walk together and unless they agree or something like that. How can you agree with somebody if you don't even know what you're agreeing on? God don't honor that stuff. Amen. A lot of people don't know because their church don't preach that. But a lot of full gospel people that know that, just pray for me. And I'm, and you know, I'm not bold enough, but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm not doing it. No. They, they're gonna think, well, what's wrong with her? I'm tired of the, the games. Amen. What do you, what do you want me to agree with you on? What is the problem? You don't have to tell me your life story, but at least tell me what I'm agreeing on. Amen. And so it's just time to get real. 
because of who we are and because of the timing, you know, this new era that's bringing in uh, the harvest. And it's time for us to get real, amen, because souls are affected. That's that's the thing. Souls are affected. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 4.20. Proverbs 4.20. And I just wanted to throw this in because it tells you what you need to do. See, sometimes we don't know what to do. It's because we're not listening to God as to what to do you always should know what to do proverbs 420 and it says my son attend to my words incline thy ear unto my sayings let them not depart i think it says like yeah do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart or keep them in your spirit For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So in other words, this scripture is telling us that the word of God is life. And it's health to your body and to your bones. Amen. So it says, so keep the diligent, stay diligent in your heart with the word. And don't let it out of your sight. Meditate on it day and night because it's going to save you and save your soul at some point very soon. See, nothing is far in the by and by anymore. It's now. The time is now for everything. It's the time for now is your healing. That's why you're healed already right now. And the more you call yourself healed, the more you'll see it. Amen. It's your your bills are paid. Amen. And the more you say it and go start looking in that mailbox, something will be in there. Amen. Start tithing. Start be, being a cheerful giver. Amen. And, and then go look in your mailbox. You won't even have to go look in the mailbox. The money will be there. Hallelujah. It's all in your approach. And things are changing. Amen. So get with God. Amen. Yesterday's uh, plans may not work. But the word will always work. And it will never change. You just need to learn to apply it differently. Amen. Because Jesus is sharpening hit the, the tip of his sword. Or the tip of his tool. Or however you want to vision, envision it. It's up to you. But he is sharpening his weapons. And you must learn how to wield the, the sword as the word. I hope I said that right. You gotta learn how to handle it. Amen. Hallelujah. So. There's some things that we just must understand. Paul tells us to wage a good warfare. This is what he's saying. This is what he means by wage a good warfare. Is know who your opposition is, who the source of your, know the source of your opposition and find a scripture to cover what you're believing and then stand having done all and it's praying, fasting, 
taking bread and wine. You ever did that at home by yourself? Yeah. It works. Anything of being close to God in, in the secret place of the Most High. If we would stay there more, we'd have less problems. But if we do, sometimes you, for a specific problem, you gotta do it all. And sometimes for, uh, whatever it is that you believe in for, you may have to do two or three. I don't know. But the Bible says, having done all, then you stand. Amen. You stand because you know it's going to work. Amen. Hallelujah. The source of your opposition is, of course, is Satan, not God. So stop being mad. (laughs) It ain't your doctor that pronounced that long name word on you. You shouldn't have went. Amen. And it ain't your friends that don't know you no more now that you down and out. People just going to do that. Amen. So get used to it. And it ain't your pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you know what Paul referred to what we're going through right now? He said, this is the warfare. In other words, like Michael Jackson said, this is it. This is the warfare. That's what Paul is really saying. This is it. Amen. If you're not feeling anything, it's because you're not included in the war. Or the Satan is tearing something down of yours and you don't even know it. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. So get in the fight because you're in it whether you want to be or not. Amen. Hallelujah. But Paul said, this is the warfare. He said, so put on the whole armor of God, because this is it. You need it now. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, this this warfare is already won. Amen. Already won. And it's not against physical forces. I keep, and I'm telling you, by tonight, it's going to look like somebody, some person attacked you. Amen. Or before you get home. But it's the devil. It's the devil. So you need to address him. It's just like if a kid do something, come over in your yard and mess up, pull your flowers up. Don't, don't talk to him. Talk to his mama. You know what I'm saying? Talk to the boss. Amen. Can't stress that enough. Hallelujah. You got to talk to the boss. Let's go to 1 Peter 5 8. Praise God. First Peter. Hallelujah. I guess it'll be eight and nine. I'm not sure. And it says, be sober, be vigilant. Five, eight. Yeah. Verse eight. Be sober. Well, let's do seven first. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. This is how you win the war. How could I forget that scripture? So short, but so powerful. Casting your cares. In other words, 
God is looking for you to put all your weariness, all your headaches, all your troubles, all your nervousness, all your anger, all your all the weights that bind you. He's saying, put them on my back and let me carry them for you because I care for you. Amen. And then you can be sober and be vigilant. Verse 8. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a, a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. If he can make you think that he's got power and authority over you, he will run ramshod all over you if you let him. See, this is a, a permission thing. If you permit him to do it, he's going to do it. He's going to try at every turn. But you have to be sober and be vigilant. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to know what's going on. And see, when you're in self-pity, you can't think straight. I'm telling you, your mind don't work right. Because it's always going to be your neighbor. Or your somebody. Or your this. Or your that. People are just who they are. And sometimes they don't want to change to do better. Well, just you just carry on with your life. Amen. Hallelujah. But be sober and be vigilant. Because the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Amen. So what does the Bible tell you to do? Resist him. In other words, it's like this. I see you coming. And I got something for you that's going to give you a headache. Amen. Amen. I see you coming. I've been waiting on you, in other words. (laughs) And I got a little something for you. Going to knock you in the head and straighten you up or confuse you real quick. So verse 9 says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Can't do nothing else. But get in faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. In other words, you ain't the only one. Amen. But why is this happening to me? Amen. Somebody in worse shape than you. Amen. So it's like this. Get out of the flesh. Amen. And believe, obey, and worship. Amen. Be, believe, obey, O, and work B-O-W. Amen. Hallelujah. So you B-O-W to Jesus. (laughs) Believe, obey, and worship. That's what you do. And all is well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But this warfare, it, it doesn't work against natural enemies amen you wasting your time you know you have to resist satan and you got to say it with your mouth i don't care who don't think you got to say it. you got to say it amen say it where the devil can hear you because his uh, objective is to get us to not fight back well, that, you know, you don't have to say it. See, that's, that's how people are so screwed up. Well, you know, you really don't have to say it. You just can think it. 
mental telepathy, I guess. <laughs> it won't work. You know, you can't do that. You got to say what you mean and mean what you say. And you have to throw it out at the the person that you want to understand what you're saying. And that's the enemy. That's the devil. His goal is to get us to uh, pay attention to our circumstances. Pay attention to the pressures. Pay attention to obstacles. This is his thing. This is what he does all day long. He work on you. He get up and he say, there's Avis. I'm, I'm going to get something going for her. You know, that's how he does. He got everybody's name and he works on us every day. But if you, you keep the word, if you be sober and be vigilant and pop him in the head, you know, what is a BLW? Believe, obey, and worship God, Jesus. He, he gonna skip your name, gonna draw a line through your name and go to the next name because somebody else, you'll give him a headache. And so he, he'll skip your name. Amen. Because he know who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. So one way of resisting opposition is to refuse to bow. You can do it like that. Just refuse to bow to the devil. I bow to Jesus and none other. (laughs) And just act like the Bible is true. Don't be passive against the devil. That's another one of our problems. Being passive. Well, he know what I mean. He don't till you tell him. And sometimes you got to tell him three or four times in a row. Because he hard of hearing. Hate everybody. Want to make you sick. Amen. Hmm. It's easier to fight uh, an opponent before he he launches an attack on you. So keep the word in your mouth all the time, at all times, at all times. Resist him. Speak against him with the word, the word of God. That's just that's the sword of the spirit. So you want a sword to cut the devil's head off? It's the word of God. Amen. That's that tool that Jesus was sharpening on the tip. That was the sword of the spirit. So you keep, you start sharpening yours. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't stop until victory comes. How long do I have to do this until you get victory? Amen. Until the next battle. But see, the good thing is, the next battle, you don't have to fight. So, I mean, it's second nature because you allow Jesus to teach you some things. Amen. And it'll be in your spirit. You just, boom, just keep, start slinging those, those, uh, scriptures at him. And he'll back up. Amen. But he is the God of this world. And he has a legal right to be here. Amen. I, if you, let's see. Should we go to Luke 4, 4? Let's go there for a minute. Luke 4, 4. I wrote it on the side because I really didn't know if I wanted to. But I think it's real quick. 4, verse 4. Oh, you know what? This was... uh, This is when Jesus was tempted. 
And that's another thing I want to speak to you about. Look, if he'll tempt Jesus, he'll tempt you. And I wrote this scripture down to prove to you that he will mess with anybody. So you're not, what's that word, exempt. Nobody is exempt. Well, I'm I'm a good person. I don't bother nobody. That's why he going to bother you. Amen. Jesus wasn't bothering nobody. The Bible says he went around doing good and healing all of those who were sick. He did good and he got messed with. Okay, let's just read this right quick. Verse 4. It says, but Jesus answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Well, let's go back up and see what he wanted him to do. In 3, the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. In other words, doubt in your mind who you are. That's what he was. See, he, the devil creates doubt in your mind. And he keeps messing with people's minds. He even tried to mess with Jesus' mind. If you're the son of God. Amen. So he throws that doubt in there. <clears throat> but verse 4 says, But Jesus answered and said to him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms and the world in a moment of time and the devil said to him all this authority i give you and their glory and their glory uh, for this has been delivered to me and i give it to whomever i wish see adam gave it to him and he said see he know his theology is mine adam gave it to me i can give it to whoever i want to and I give it to you if you bow to me. Because the one thing the devil wants is for you to worship him. Worship. Bow means you worship. Worship me. And that's what he's trying to get you to do. Amen. And this is what he was trying to get Jesus to do. So if he'll try Jesus, he'll try you. It says uh, in verse 8, And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan. See, he rebuked him. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only, and you and him only you shall serve. And then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. You know, jump off if you're the son of God. And verse 10, for it is written, he shall give his angels. See, he know the word. He shall give his angels charge over you. Isn't that something? And he knows Psalm 91 too. I mean, you know, he know all of it. Isn't that, I mean, that's something, see, see, I'm learning. Think about it. I'm learning to think about these things and put them in proper perspective. He knows the, he knows Psalm 91 because that's what most people right now in this day and season is standing on that. He knows that backwards and forwards. And he's got something ready to tell you to twist your mind, to make you think God is not covering you with his feathers. Amen. Just like he gave this to Jesus. He says, where is that where he said in verse 10, where it is written, oh, that I think this is Jesus is saying, he shall give his angels charge over you. Okay. To keep you and 
in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now see, he knows the whole rap. He knows it better than us. We need to sharpen our tools, sharpen our warfare strategies, or however you want to put it. But we need to get in the Word. Amen. Now he's quoted Jesus. (laughs) Psalm 91. Man. That's really something. If we think about it, that's deep. Because he's trying to twist his mind. And make him think you need me to carry Psalm 91 out. You need me to do that. And he's the giver of life. So he'll he'll do anything to make you think the wrong way. Don't think he won't because he will. So your thing is to get ready for him and stay ready. Verse 11, and in your hands you shall bury, okay, at least you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Boom. See, a little bit of the word is enough for Satan. He just gave him a headache. Amen. All you need to do is know what you know and throw it on him and then you knock him out. Verse 13, and now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. In other words, he don't go and stay. But he has to take a breather after you knock him in the head with the word. He does. And sometimes he take a, a, a few months to recuperate. That's the best way to knock him out is with the word. You see how Satan... Okay, look back in 12. I'm just trying to make a point here. Jesus said, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And he had to take a breather. Satan got lost. A little bit of the word goes a long way with Satan. Because that's the one thing he hates. And you give him the one thing he hates. He wants you... This is what he wants, your agreement. If you agree with him, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, my feet hurt. You know, all he wants to do is plant a seed. And he wants you to go for it. And he does it every single day, nonstop, because he does not respect creation. Amen. But you have to make him respect you. If you make him respect you, he will. But that's the only way he will. Amen. So I just wanted to show you that you are not exempt. Amen. Because if he tempted Jesus, which he did, he will tempt you. Amen. Hallelujah. So Satan is aware, very much aware of his legal right to be here. In other words, he his lease has been paid for and he ain't going to move out. You got to make him move out. Move out of your space. And you got to hit him up up upside the head with the word of God. That's the only thing he's going to listen to. He's not going to listen to your rhetoric. He's not going to listen to your gift of gab. He could care less. Or sometimes he'll listen and pump you up and say, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead on. But he's still going to come back and, and knock you in the head. You get him before he gets you. And all you need is a little bit of the word. Amen. All right. So, Matthew 8.29, if you just write that down, because I think we already talked about that. 
and that's I think is when the is that when those pigs came? Yeah. Demons cried out. <clears throat> and they said, What do we have to do with you, Jesus? What you come and messing with us for before our time? See the devil don't want none of you. He just pretends like he does. It's all a big con game. Amen. I'm telling you. And you got to get up earlier than him. I'll put it like that. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Satan has no power over you. First John 5, 4. And I think this may be the last scripture we have. First, first John. <clears throat> The devil is a liar. Get out of here. <clears throat> I know it's at the back of the book. <laughs> I, I already know. My page is sticking together. <laughs> This is my church Bible. I haven't used it in a while. I mean, I really haven't. <clears throat> okay, First John 5, what was it, 4? First mm-hmm. <clears throat> John 5, 4. <clears throat> and this is the thing, you <clears throat> excuse me, this is the thing you must keep in mind. Whatever is born of God will overcome the world. Amen. In other words, long story short, after all this stuff I sat here and told you about using the word as a sword and, you know, standing your ground, know this, verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You stay in faith. You continue to be an overcomer. If you don't feel like you've been an overcomer, you can always become one. Never too late. All you need to do is get in your word and develop a close relationship with God. Check in. Be a habitator. Amen. Don't be a visitor. When you need something. Oh God. Oh God. And you don't know his address. If you live with him, you know you know him. You're a habitator. You live with him. Or you, you live among him, however you want to look at that. But you know where he is when you need him. And when you call him, he'll always be there for you. Amen. But he who uh, is, is diligent. And you develop a relationship with God. You know him and he knows you. Cause see, a lot of people know him. He don't know, he don't know them. But I know that's nobody in here. In Jesus name. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, if you are born again, then the devil cannot overtake you. Well, why does so many people fall under his power and they're doing it in such bad shape? Because they don't believe they don't listen to god they don't sharpen their weapons of warfare their weapons of warfare i put it like this they're carnal that's why 
And I'm telling you, that's the truth. Carnal weapons of war. And they don't win the war. They don't, they don't, I'll put it like this. It, carnal weapons of war does not bring you success. They don't bring you victory. It's just a whole lot of words. You know how when the necks start popping and all this and, you know, that's a whole lot of words. And it accomplishes nothing. Amen. No power in that. It's just a whole lot of hoopla. A whole lot of show. But it has no power. And so you can't go popping your neck at the devil. Amen. He will pop back. He pops back. Amen. And so you got to have some substance. Something that's going to knock him in the head. And the only substance you need is the word of God. And it go a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> it goes a long way. And so trust in it. Trust in the word of God. Trust in what it seems so easy. It is once you get the hang of it. It is. Verse 5 says, and who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God is he who believes. If you believe, you'll know how to use the weapons of your warfare. Amen. And they won't be carnal weapons. They'll be spiritual weapons. Those are the only kind of weapons that's going to see that neck popping and all of that. That don't get it. Amen. See, people like an audience. People who like audiences do that. Amen. But if you're born of the Spirit, so in other words, if you are born again, God is saying that you have enough to overcome this world. Amen. And then when you learn how to use the weapons of your warfare, that's icing on the cake. Hallelujah. So there is no failure in you. Only confidence. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you write these scriptures down? Matthew eight seventeen. And I'm giving you these scriptures because <clears throat> I early earlier told you there's two things that we need to do to fight or wage a good warfare. And that was number one was uh know the source of your uh, know the source of your whatever your your enemy who where's your where your trouble is coming from? What did I write down? And y'all don't know either. Recognize the source of your opposition. And so we talked about that, <clears throat> and we even talked about how Jesus has been picked on too by the devil. Nobody is exempt. And then number two, find a scripture that covers your promise. Now I use Matthew 8.17 and it talks about he himself bore our sicknesses and carry our pains. Something like that. And so I wrote that down. And here's another one. Philippians 4.19. God shall supply all of my needs. You just, you know, according to you got to trust in that to get your bills paid. <clears throat> Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. And in Philippians 4.8, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are good, lovely, pure, of, of good report, things that are thankworthy, praiseworthy, think on those things. 
I wrote that scripture down because God even tells you how to think right. He tells you what to think. Think on these things, these things that are good, lovely, pure, of good report, things that are thankworthy, things that are lovely, things that are of good report. Think on those things. So if you hang with God, he'll tell you how to think, what to say, what to do, how to win this war. Because he's already done it already. He just wants us to fall in line so that he can help us be overcomers and then feel good about ourselves. You know, so you can walk with the prize. Because there is a prize at the end of this race. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a prize. And so God has already set up our defense. Just like a lawyer. Because the Holy Spirit is your lawyer. And he's done everything that he he's he got you a lawyer. I mean, he's done it all. He gave you the, the words to say to Satan. God has a mapped out plan. People run into trouble because they don't follow his plan. Because they have their own plan. Amen. But find a scripture. Know the source of your opposition. And find a scripture to um, to to uh, let you know that you're not just fighting the wind. But you you have some type of substance. Because you are not just fighting with nothing. You're really fighting warfare. You know, you got scriptures to hold you up. You have scriptures to back you up. And without that, you're just fighting the wind. But God is saying to everybody in this hour to stand your ground. It may look like you you losing the war, but how can you be losing with all of this that God has given us? Look at all of this. Amen. He's given us everything. And although Satan has a legal right to be here, he doesn't have authority over us. He, In other words, he can make trouble. Just like, uh, what's his name, Job. When when Jesus says, have you thought about my my servant Job? You know, he had a legal right to mess with him, but not to kill him. Amen. So see, God is going to only allow the devil so much room. And if you don't want him in there, period, cast him out. God doesn't have any restrictions on how much we use the word to hit him upside the head. It's totally up to you. So stand your ground with the devil. Amen. I'm done. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. First of all, for your word. And Lord, we just thank you so much that you love us, that you haven't given up on us, and that we're still in the game. Hallelujah. And we're winning this warfare. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We thank you, Lord, that by fine design, you have everything worked out for us so that we'll win this war. And I thank you, Father, that we are healed. We thank you, Father. We love you, and we honor you, and we bless you. And those of you that are watching through the Internet, if you have any kind of sickness in your body, put your hand on the place that's giving you a problem. 
and I'll pray for you. Father, we thank you that by Jesus' stripes we was healed. We're already healed. And so we receive our healing. I speak to every symptom, and I command those symptoms to flee right now in Jesus' name. Go. You have no right to be here. You have no right to attack a child of God. So every symptom go right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we just release healing over your people. And we thank you, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. And we bless and honor you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for just begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for what you can't see right now. Thank him for what you know. Hallelujah. We know we're healed. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We honor and we bless you. In Jesus, my every symptom go. In Jesus' mighty name. Every symptom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King of Glory. We love you and we honor you. And we bless your holy name and we lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how we love you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that you already mapped out our warfare. And we win. Hallelujah. We win. So stand your ground. No matter how it looks, stand your ground. And trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you. And we honor you. Why don't we make our declaration? I don't have Rona. And she don't have me. I can't get Rona. And she can't get me. And I thank you, Father, that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Father, I bless your people with the following blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the eternal God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, you are dismissed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.